Good afternoon, everyone. It's Allie Corman, Justin Nielsen here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, Thursday, December 7th, where we saw stocks make up their losses from yesterday's session and the NASDAQ notching its highest close in this end of year rally, Justin. Yeah, pretty impressive. Uh, so we're going to go over a couple stocks today. I know that you and Ken covered AMD yesterday, but I felt like it was worth revisiting because it's a different stock today than it was yesterday. Uh, we'll also take a look at Alphabet and Booking.com. Sounds like a plan. We'll do that. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. The Nasdaq up 1.4% today to lead the way. We also had the Russell 2000 up 7 tenths of a percent, the S&P 500 up 8 tenths of a percent, and the Dow up 2 tenths of a percent today. So as I mentioned, we're not at a closing high here for the year just yet, but it's the highest close of this rally for the Nasdaq, Justin. Yeah, and that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, so we are staring down those July highs. We're we're really in in spitting distance uh, to that fourteen thousand four hundred forty six level. Um, we've been pausing here, and I think a lot of people are pretty comfortable with that. That after such a strong November, uh, that we've taken a little bit of a break here, a uh, little back and forth action, which can be frustrating because you know you're up one day, down the next, reversals, you know, uh, both to the downside and to the upside. Uh, so that does make it a little bit trickier, but this is setting the, uh, potentially setting a platform from which we can launch above that 14,446 level uh, and potentially continue this rally even higher. So uh, I think it's constructive action so far, nothing to really complain about. We're holding above 14,000. We're still above the 21 day moving average line. Uh, and we're letting that 50 day moving average line that we got pretty extended above catch up a little bit. Exactly. And we're still in a power trend, right, Justin? Absolutely. Absolutely. So as long as, you know, as long as we don't get a lot of distribution or come down below that 50 day moving average line, uh, that power trend is going to remain intact. You can you can wiggle around that 21 day moving average line a little bit. But the fact that we're still trending above the 21 day moving average line, I think, is a, a pretty powerful part of the power trend right now. Exactly. And while we're now in early December, the technical definition of the Santa Claus rally, Justin Wright, is between uh, that week between Christmas and New Year's. But uh, if we're good uh, boys and girls this year, maybe Santa will <laughs> will come to town. It was a strong November and we, we've paused here. Maybe we'll continue to pause. Uh, but if those prior highs are a magnet, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, uh, so that is definitely something that I think we're looking to. And you're absolutely right, Allie. That is the the definition that was originally, um, you know, stated by Yale Hirsch, who was the editor for years of the Stock Traders Almanac and and the, the creator of that. It's now being uh, done by his son, who uh, who also is very. Uh, well-versed in a lot of our stuff at IBD. He's been on the podcast a number of times, so I'm sure we'll have him on again to uh, share his thoughts on what was going on with the Santa Claus rally. And he also does a lot of analysis on January too, which is a very important time, time period to look at for how the, the market tends to go for the year. Okay. Yeah. Looking forward to that to come. And let's also take a look at the other indexes. Here's a look at the S&P 500. Not a closing high just yet for it. Still has to get above that 12-1 high, which also is right near that 4,600 level coincides with this index's July high. So like you said, spitting distance, we're, we're right there. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, 
what 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 more can I say on it? Forty six hundred. I mean, that's that's what we're watching, right? Um, this has a little bit more room to its twenty one day moving average line, um, mm -hmm. which is also again just right there at you know a previous area of resistance. Um, so again, if we can hold here for a little while, that's that's a good thing. Um, the Nasdaq was a little bit stronger today. Some of the the mega caps again kind of uh, putting their weight, and we'll we'll talk about one of those at least. Yeah, exactly. And here's the FNGS ETF, which tracks those Magnificent Seven FANG Plus stocks up 1.9% today to outpace the broad market. And let's also take a look at the Dow. Here's your DJIA uh, trying to find a home above 36,000. So finding support there. We can take a look at the weekly chart just to put this into perspective. We've got that 1-7-2022 high uh, just below 37,000 that we are keeping an eye on. And let's take a look at the Russell 2000. Here's a look at the weekly chart. So now we are positive here for the week on the Russell, which has seen um, some outsized moves, outsized swings uh, this week, Justin, but uh, back in the green for the week. Yeah, a little bit more volatile on this one. And, you know, certainly it, it, it often follows what happens with the 10-year Treasury yield. Um, but, you know, there's been a little bit of a disconnect sometimes. I mean, the 10-year Treasury yield has been coming down uh, pretty remarkably. Um, now, I think, uh, you know, we were talking about on IBD Live today is we don't want it to go down too much, do we? <laughs> because what does that say about uh, the potential for recessions and everything like that? So, um you know, it, it's it's even okay for this to pause a little bit. Uh, as much as we'd love to see that come down more, uh, it's good for stocks. Um, it's all about that Goldilocks, right? You don't want it to come down too much. Right. Just like our labor market, uh, we, we got some more labor market news. We've got the jobs report tomorrow. Uh, a lot of people looking for signs that the labor market is slowing, but not slowing yeah. so much that it's going to be something that causes the economy to really uh, falter and stumble. Exactly. Yeah. Not too cold, not too hot. Just right. Mm -hmm. That's what we want. Exactly. Okay. Let's move on and take a look at Brett. So I already pulled up FNGS, but let's look at QQQ versus QQEW. Here's QQQ, the NASDAQ 100 ETF up 1.4% today. QQEW up 1%. So further evidence uh, that it was really those mega cap names driving the strength today, it seemed. Yeah, and you can see the same thing happening with uh, RSP, um, a, a little bit lower, but not not like divergent, like what we were seeing before, where it was completely opposite sometimes. So uh, we did still have participation, even though it was driven largely by the, the mega caps. Um, advancers on the NYSE still trounced uh, decliners almost by two to one, and advancers on the NASDAQ um, were also not, not quite two to one, but still healthily uh in the in favor of the advancers so uh, while it wasn't like a huge amount of um uh you know overwhelming uh buying there was there was enough to make it so that it wasn't completely lopsided okay great and just a, a few quick etfs to check in on here's a look at itb the home construction area continuing its advance up 1.2 percent today looking at the week a strong week here Look at all of that blue and uh, up about 3.2% with one session to go this week. Also, XLC, this is the communication services up about uh, three tenths of a percent right now, reversing higher, finding support of the 21 day line, and looking like it's clearing a trend line on the daily. And this does have some of that mega cap tech exposure here, too. 
yeah, big, big on uh, Alphabet uh, and and Meta. So the, the move in Alphabet helped this one a lot, but uh, a really good look for the support right at the 21-day moving average line, as you mentioned. So uh, breaking that downtrend. And again, you could always just go with Alphabet, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at that in a little bit. I just wanted to mention this was the top uh, ETF in terms of the sector spider funds. Um, XLE was the one that was the worst. Mm -hmm. And before we move on, we have to talk about the jobs report coming out tomorrow because that's what a lot of traders are going to be focused on, right, Justin? Sure, and it's it's one of those things where the economics, um, you know, the macroeconomics is something that is getting a lot more attention now um, because what you know what happens with the jobs report is this is might be something that affects what the Fed does. A lot of people are looking at the Fed in terms of, hey, is the is the hiking over? Are we now looking for when cuts can happen? Um, now, I don't know. Uh, we, we were looking at cuts before happening and that didn't materialize when, when it was expected because I don't know if you remember, but earlier this year it was like, oh, the end of 2023, yeah. we're gonna see those cuts and, and that didn't happen. Um, you almost have to wonder if we did start cutting, would it be something was so broken that it required action of the Fed? Uh, so that is something to be concerned about. But if we can just uh, kind of, you know, take this soft landing, um, really, you know, come down from the heated levels that we were at, but not completely break the economy, then the Fed will really be able to declare a victory on this uh, for being as late as they were in terms of tamping down what they mm -hmm. originally thought was transitory inflation. Um, you know, if, if, if they can really land this soft landing, I think they're going to be heroes. Okay, well, we'll have to see what happens. And we'll be all over the action tomorrow morning. Of course, let's take a look at three stocks of interest. AMD, like you said, a different stock today, uh, had their AI chip event yesterday. It was kind of a dud, at least in terms of the stock action. But day two, I guess it just took a little while for traders to digest this news a bit, Justin. A powerful move today, up almost 10%. Strong volume, uh, strongest volume since that earnings report uh, a little over a month ago here and breaking out back in a buy zone here today. Yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly what happened. Uh, you know, did, did analysts kind of, this does happen sometimes where after kind of really digesting and, and you know, poking through the numbers and their models. Um, I, I did see a number of analysts kind of later in the day on Wednesday uh, come out with estimates of how much these new chips could be uh, grabbing some market share. Now, of course, everyone is looking at NVIDIA uh, for their dominance in AI, but there's a lot of people saying, look, AMD is going to have some customers here, and this could be something that uh, a lot of people are interested in. Um, it could make a big difference. And again, you know, a couple billion here, a couple billion there, and that starts turning into some real money. So uh, a big move on AMD, a very different stock, as we talked about uh, from yesterday. A lot of stocks actually uh, saw these reversals yesterday. They, they started strong, finished weak. Uh, but what I'd like to see uh, that was all over the place today a lot of them were getting above yesterday's highs, and AMD did that in spades. Uh, this was also, I should mention, uh, the stock of the day today. Uh, I believe Ryan uh, Deffenbaugh was the one that wrote that. Uh, so something to uh, you know take a look at there. Very interesting stuff that he wrote about uh, to really kind of talk about what those prospects are. Mm -hmm. And also want to take a look at this one on the weekly chart here. Justin, any thoughts? 
Well, I mean, the the thing was kind of bad about AMD was that for a while there, it was really just struggling below that 10-week moving average line. Uh, in fact, we had David Ryan uh, talking about how he was shorting it. Every time it came to the 10-week moving average line, he'd just take a little short on it, uh, you know, take his gains pretty quickly, and then, you know, short it again. Uh, but I think it really kind of changed its character when it blasted above that 10-week moving average line and really started moving uh, higher very quickly. It did have that one-week pause, and now we're right back at it. AMD is uh, looking like it's going to be challenging those all-time um, or the 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 fifty-two week highs uh, pretty soon here. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned Google driving the strength in XLC today. So let's go there up uh, 3.8% so far for the week. So a lot of that coming from today's gain up 5.3%. This was also a kind of a day two reaction to some news yesterday announcing their latest AI model. And so the stock reacting favorably today, getting above uh, a lot of those moving averages here, Justin, and potentially actionable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and okay, again, the delayed response, uh, I guess, you know, because they have their Gemini AI model that they, they unveiled. Uh, this is something that's coming out in 2024. Um, but Certainly, people seemed a lot more interested today. Again, you see that volume there and crossing the downtrend, a lot of great action. This punched this back above its 50-day moving average line. Alphabet was struggling a little bit. You look at the relative strength line, and even when the other Magnificent Seven stocks were really powering higher in November, Alphabet just didn't seem to be participating in the same way. Uh, but this could be a turning point for it. Uh, again, kind of getting it back on the notice in terms of its AI potential. Uh, that is the buzzword that everyone's talking about right now, or I guess buzz phrase. Um, and it, it's right there at its 52-week highs. So this is something that could easily get above those 52-week highs uh, very shortly. Uh, the, the overhead supply that you're seeing back from 2021, uh, it's, it's starting to get so old that it becomes less relevant. So I think the 52-week highs here are a lot more important than those old highs. It's still, it's still not you know, completely something you can ignore uh, because you see that 140 level does seem to be where there was some congestion back there in 2021. Uh, but it seems like this is something that could surpass it and uh, potentially go higher. And uh, again, with AI being that buzz phrase, uh, it's going to be interesting to see which players uh, start vying for the, the best position because we don't know who the winner is going to be yet, but we know who some of the big players are. And uh, that's, that's, I think, what a lot of investors are betting on. Yes, absolutely. Okay, let's round things out with a trip on over to the travel sector. Here's booking holdings with an actual move today above recent highs and this handle high, uh, just over 32,000 here today, Justin, up 2.8% with a pickup in volume. Yeah, so nice pickup in volume. And this is a tricky one because you look at the average daily volume and you're saying, oh, well, uh, gosh, this doesn't really have the liquidity. It's only 250,000 shares. A lot of times we like to see 400,000, half a million. But when you look at the high price, look, there's a lot of liquidity in here. There's a lot of dollars that trades hands. Uh, sometimes on the intraday chart, you might see a couple minutes where there aren't really trades. But if you look at like the time sales, um, 
you know, there, there's trading going on in this all the time, and there is a lot of money behind it. So plenty of liquidity there, and it did kind of that perfect thing where it just paused, uh, really kind of let those moving average lines uh, catch up to it a little bit, that 21-day moving average line especially, and it just popped out of there today. So this is something that we did add on to SwingTrader. Uh, travel stocks have been looking better. Arguably, EXPE was kind of the, the, the leader here in the travel booking. Um, that one really popped out earlier uh, and and it's paused recently but it's definitely looking uh very strong but booking kind of had that nice actionable area that it was popping out of today so uh this is this is the one we went with on swing trader and we'll see how it plays out yeah all right everyone that is it for today thank you so much for tuning in we will be back with more tomorrow morning on ibd live we hope you join us we're going to be joined by a special guest eric kroll he's co-author of the life cycle trade and a longtime ibd style trader with a focus on market research looking at rally attempts and follow-through days and what kind of gains we might expect given on the level of power or not that we see following a follow-through day so i'm looking forward to getting his updated thoughts on where we are at. So make sure you tune in investors.com slash IBD live for all the details on that tomorrow morning. We will see you there and we'll also see you right back here tomorrow to wrap up the week. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.